Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Powerful time last week of prophetic, the prophetic word and then the decrees spoken over the church. That was amazing. Anyway, uh, I thought we should go over the prophetic word for the year. And uh, we have the uh, scripture up here, Philippians 3, 13, 14, and the title of my message is Not Looking Back, okay? And the hardest part of moving forward is not looking back. That's true. That's true. We can't look in the rearview mirror. What happened yesterday is over and done. That's right. It's gone. And uh, that was part of the word for the year. And... uh, I'm going to start by reading that scripture out of Philippians. It says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, last week, uh, Vic was talking about vision and challenge, okay? That is our challenge to press toward the goal for the upward call for the prize to reach forward as the scripture said not looking back but reaching forward for what god has for us he has uh, spoken many things many things were decreed last week we have the word for the year which i'm going to be going over and the lord is challenging us to move forward okay that is a challenge that he has put out there to us so i'm just going to read it you can read along with me if you'd like I believe the Spirit of the Lord would speak and say that 2020 is a year of new beginnings. Embrace the new beginnings. Embrace the presence of my Holy Spirit. And uh, when I was decreeing, that was one of the things I decreed over our church this year. New beginnings. New new beginnings, new year. And yes, thank you, Lord. So he says, um, have I not sent angels here into your midst? And we've spoken about that before. There's one huge one over here that's kind of our resident angel. Wait, it's one over here that's our resident angel. It's always been here. And then this one appeared uh, a couple months ago. Is that when it was? I can't remember when it was now. And then we have all these little guys up here. So they were sent for a reason. Angels just don't show up. They're God's messengers, okay? So he sent them here for a reason. He said, they are here to conduct my business. They're here because I sent them here to this place, Whitefields Church. Okay, now we're going to read a couple of scriptures on that. Turn to the book of Hebrews. There's actually many references in the Bible about angels. They're not some strange thing. They're all over the word. Okay. That's right. They're here. And in Hebrews 1.7 is where we're going to start. And I'm going to be reading this out of the Passion Translation. says, and about his angels, he says, I make my angels swift winds and my ministers fiery flames. And then there's a reference to that scripture out of Psalms 104.4. It says, you make your messengers into winds of the spirit and all your ministers become flames of fire. I love that. Isn't that great? That's nice. And then in Hebrews, if you skip down to verse 14, again, I'm reading this out of the Passion Translation. 
So here, uh, there's a question put forth that says, what role then do the angels have? Okay, and this is what it says. The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. The Aramaic can be translated, the angels are spirit winds of ministers, ministry sent to minister to those destined to receive salvation. Okay, so the angels are glad to minister to us for they see us as in Christ, okay? So, okay, this is my take on this, okay? So these angels have been sent here. Uh, this, this guy we had for a long time, he's our angel. And these guys have been sent here to help us because what did the Lord say? We are white fields church. The fields are white under harvest. We're supposed to weep, reap, not weep, reap the harvest. We can weep too, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, these angels are sent for that. That's what it says in the scripture. They're spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved, okay? Those who are going to be brought in. That's why these angels are here. They're here ready to, to welcome in the new believers, okay? They're here for that, and they're also here to minister to us, okay? So um, let's go to the next verse here. It says in the prophetic word, it says, Is your name not White Fields Church? For the fields are white unto harvest. Reap the harvest, says the Spirit of God. Reap the harvest. Okay, and the scripture I have there, again, I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation. It says, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. The fields are white for harvest, okay? And I think I want to read this, if I can turn in my Bible. I type most of this out because it's really hard to turn pages this thing goes on Thursday. Thank the maker. <laughs> Thank the maker. Thursday I get free. <sighs> Anyways, let's see. We're in John 4. I have a note here, so there must be something I wanted to read in the, this translation. Translation. John 4. Let me tell you, it was very difficult last night to pack all these scriptures out with one hand. You know, because I have fingers, so you would think I could do this, but this thing is right here. And it doesn't bend. So I can lay my fingers on the keyboard. This one goes. This one doesn't work. So I have to go like this. <laughs> anyway, I just want you to appreciate what I into this. <laughs> anyway, okay. John 4. Let's see. We are at John 4, 35. Let's see. What does it say here? Okay. This is what it says. This is what it says on Passion Translation. It says, as the crowds emerge from the village, Jesus said to his disciples, why would you say the harvest is another four months away? Look at all the people coming. Now is harvest time. For their hearts are like vast fields of ripened grain, ready for a spiritual harvest. And everyone who reaps these souls for eternal life will receive a reward. And those who plant spiritual seeds and those who reap the harvest will celebrate together with great joy. Okay, now I believe that. I believe because the Lord is speaking this to us, because he sent his angels, that there's a harvest out there, vast fields of ripened grain, just waiting, waiting for the spiritual harvest. That means these people are ready, okay? That means that we don't have to do a whole lot. We don't have to be all, you know, 
girded up with the word. We have every scripture nailed down to preach the gospel of how they're going to get saved. No, don't worry about it. Just go out there and speak your, give them your testimony, how you got saved, you know, or tell them Jesus Christ and him crucified. You know, you need to come to know Jesus. He's my friend. He's the savior. And, and the, the Lord will honor that, okay? Uh, one of the things that I was looking at, and I'm going to read this out of my notes here as I was preparing this message, uh, some of you might have heard of uh, Chuck Pierce, who might have gone to conferences in Anchorage, the Kingdom Alliance. Anyway, they are uh, one of his churches up here. Anyway, he just recently uh, spoke this word on January 9th, and it goes along with what the Lord's been speaking to us. So anyway, I just wanted to share that too. He said, the Lord has repositioned us for his glory. Now, I haven't heard anybody else speak in repositioning other than what the Lord spoke to me. So I thought that was interesting. Okay. And he says, um, you're not aware that you are a glory carrier for this season. And I am repositioning my glory and I'm repositioning my carriers. We've been repositioned and we're glory carriers. Okay. So you will carry my glory, and when you release my glory, it will cause an explosive change. You're going to walk in anointing this season. You're not going to just watch for it. You're going to walk in the anointing. Okay, so I believe that's so true of us. The Lord is speaking this to us. We're going to walk in his anointing, and as we speak, his glory is going to be poured out, and people are going to get saved. They're going to want to know what that joy is in us, and they're going to come here because they want to hear about the Lord, okay? I believe that. I totally believe that. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so then we go down. Uh, let's see. It says, For I would have this place filled with new believers, and I will fill this place as I have spoken over this place before. And yes, I have rearranged your landscape, and yes, I have repositioned you for my purposes and my plans. Do not doubt what I am doing here, says the Spirit of God. Okay, now let's see. I have another reference here to Matthew 9. Yeah, let's go to Matthew 9. And this has to do with the harvest, too. And um, Jesus has gone, in this scripture, he's gone to a tax collector's house. And, you know, the Pharisees just can't believe it. He's actually, you know, communing and having dinner with a water bottle. Anyway, dinner with uh, unsaved people, tax collectors of all people who were like the outcasts of society at the time. So anyway, this is what the scripture says. Later, Jesus went to Matthew's house, and he made himself at home. You know, he was just at home with these people, you know. Many, uh, that's right, he didn't judge them. Many other tax collectors and outcasts of society were also invited to eat with Jesus and his disciples. When those known as the Pharisees saw what was happening, listen to what they said, they were indignant, and they kept asking Jesus' disciples, why would your master dine with such low lives? That's, I love the Passion Translation. Why would he dine with lowlifes? You know, who is this guy? And Jesus overheard this, and he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, but the sick will go for treatment. Yeah. Then he added, now you should go and study the meaning of this verse. I want you to show mercy, not just offer me a sacrifice. For I have come to invite the outcasts of society and sinners not those who think they are already on the right path, okay? Yeah. 
there is a lot of people out there that think they're on the right path, okay? And they kind of have a certain mindset, you know? And Jesus is saying, I'm not going to them. I'm going to the outcasts of society and the sinners. Okay, so if we're going to win people to Christ, that's what, where we need to go to. It's the outcasts of society, the sinners, you know? Uh, your next door neighbor, maybe who isn't saved, you know, maybe they don't even like, you know, he might, he might be a total idiot, you know, you don't like him. <laughs> but God wants you to show mercy, because I believe that as we reach out, because of the season we're in, God's going to make it easy. His spirit is moving. His Holy Spirit has gone before us and softened the ground. The fields are ripe unto harvest. So it's just a matter of us embracing what he's doing. What do you say? Embrace the moving of my Holy Spirit. Embrace my presence this year. Embrace the new beginnings. This is a time of new beginnings, new believers coming in. We just have to tap into the Holy Spirit and move when he says move. Speak when he says, when he says speak. Because he'll know. He'll know when that guy over there is ready to get saved or this person over here. And if you listen and hear him and go there, then you're going to reap a harvest, the harvest of the Lord, okay? The person has to be ready, though. The person that thinks they're right and have everything, you know, set out, they're probably not ready. They probably haven't come to a broken place yet where they can receive the Lord, you know? There's many people who, uh, you know, think that they know it all. Maybe they even think that they know the Lord. What does it say in the scripture? I was going to read that one, but I'm not going to. It's in, it's in Matthew 7. And Jesus is talking about the pretenders. He's warning about the pretenders. He said, many will come in my name and say, haven't we done this, Lord? Haven't we prophesied in your name? Haven't we gone out and done this in your name? And he'll say, I never knew you. Who are you? Yeah. Because they have a form of godliness, but they didn't apply Jesus' testimony to their life. So you can get saved and do absolutely nothing, you know, and you're not going to move forward. The people, the people, there was two examples of the houses. The house was built on the rock and the house was built on the sand. The house that was built on the rock, this is in Matthew 7, Jesus said that he pointed this out because those people were on solid ground, okay? They heard the word and they applied it to their life, okay? And when the rivers came, when the storms of life came, the trials, they were built on a firm foundation so they didn't move. They weren't shaken because they knew their Savior, they knew their Lord, and they were walking with them. The other guy, two houses, they might look the same, I don't know, was on the sand because that guy heard the word, but he didn't apply it to his life. He heard Jesus' word, and he just went on, doing whatever he was doing, didn't apply it to his life. So the storms of life came, whatever trials were, he was facing, he gave up. And his, his house did not stand. He didn't have a solid foundation. He didn't move forward. So I think it's absolutely important and vital in this season that as we are been repositioned by the Lord, okay, and we're moving forward and we're embracing his Holy Spirit, that we apply his teachings to our lives and move forward, that we're not stuck in the past, okay? We got to move forward. It's a whole new game. It really is. It's a whole new landscape. It's all new. And the Lord is on the move. And if we want to be a part of it, we got to apply his principles of his, in our lives, not be like the, the guy that didn't apply. He heard the words of Jesus. He did. And he rejected them. He, he did not apply it to his life, okay? And so when his trials came, whatever he went through, who knows, maybe... You know, maybe somebody passed away in his family. Maybe there was somebody in an accident. We don't know. It doesn't say. Anyway, he gave up. It was like the sand. He was swept away. 
Okay, the guy on the, the, was on the solid foundation on the rock. He heard the words of Jesus and he embraced it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, I want to learn. I want to know more. I want to grow. I want all that you have for me. That's got to be our cry in this hour. We've got to cry out to the Lord. I want more wherever you are. I want more. I want to know all you have for me. I want to walk in the fullness of your spirit. I want to be led of you in every aspect of my life. I want my eyes to see what you want me to see. I don't want to be blind. Thank you, Lord. Open our eyes to see that we can grasp what you're doing, Lord. Let me tell you something. We're not going to get through this next season if we're not walking in the Spirit of God. I totally believe that. I heard a friend of mine say that about a month ago at a meeting I was attending. That that is right on. We're not. we got to be full of the Holy Spirit, led the Holy Spirit, looking for what he's doing. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Okay, so he said, don't doubt what I'm doing here. We've got to not doubt. We've got to believe. See my angels. Open your eyes and look. They are here. They're here. They would not be here if I was not about to do something. They are here doing battle for you. I love that, that they're here doing battle. When I uh, first saw this one over, wait, that's the resident one. I keep getting, I'm standing here, so it's backwards. If I was sitting down, it would be that way. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, when I first saw this one appear, um, this is what I saw. He was standing like this, and I think he's still like this, sword like this, right. the side, ready. All right, yes, we got a warrior here. I love that. So that guy is here doing battle for us, you know. And then all these angels up here, which my friend Bob Blaze says these are probably hawk angels. I have no idea, but anyway, he yeah. did, his book just came out, by the way. And if you're interested in it, it's called. The Council of Angels, you can get on Amazon. I just got my copy in the mail. But anyway, those are hawk angels up there, and they are just up there rejoicing, and they're just fluttering around waiting for these guys to say, okay, go, and they're going to go. They're just kind of hovering here waiting, you know, yeah. already. Hallelujah. I get excited when I think of that. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, so on to the next paragraph. It says, do not be discouraged. 2019 is past. Again, we can't look back, Okay. What's that say? The hardest part of moving forward is not looking back. It's easy to look back. It's easy to look back and say, well, I missed it. I wouldn't be here if I would have done that. No, that's in the past. No, don't go there. That's, that's uh, just a tactic of the enemy to discourage you. You are where you are today because this is where God has placed you. Whatever stage of life you're in, this is where you are today. Embrace it. Embrace what the Holy Spirit is doing. Embrace what he has for you now, okay? Don't look back. Okay, step into the new, says the Spirit of God. New year, new beginnings. Do not be afraid to step out and do things you never thought you'd do. Step out into the new. Look for the doors that are open. Look for what I'm doing in this area. Okay, what is he doing here? You know, many of you work in different places. What's he doing at your work, the people you're around every day? Uh, what's he doing in your family? What's he doing in your community? Check it out, okay? I am moving in the state of Alaska, and you are part of it. That was so encouraging to me. I thought, hallelujah, we're part of it. <laughs> you know, we're still relevant. We're part of it, you know, because, you know, you just never know. You have to ask the Lord, am I still relevant? You know, yeah, apparently I'm still relevant. Yay. <laughs> we're part of what's happening. Okay, so I want to read Romans 8. Now, this is a, I love this scripture. This is probably one of my favorite scriptures of all time. This is who we are, okay? He's telling us not to be discouraged, okay? And he says that two different times. Do not be discouraged. And in the next paragraph, do not be discouraged too. Okay, so Romans 8, 
14 to 17. This is who we are, okay? For as many as you that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That's us, okay? You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We can cry out, Abba, Father, and he hears us. Abba, Father, I'm your daughter. Here I am. Help me, Lord. Abba, Father. He's there like that. He's right there, okay? Because we are his sons and daughters. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. We are heirs of what he has, heirs of all he has. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And that is who we are. We are sons of God, daughters of God, okay? Because we are led by the Spirit. So we have, we've got to endeavor to walk in that. It doesn't automatically happen. We have the Spirit. We have to access it, okay? Daily, you have a choice. Am I going to walk in the Spirit today or am I going to walk in the flesh? You know, walking, walking in the flesh doesn't really reap very great fruit, does it? I mean, we can all, we all walk in the flesh from one time or another. But we are called to walk in the spirit. And as we walk in that and tap into that and hear from God, then he will lead us in the paths we're supposed to walk in. He'll clear the way for us. Anything we're going through, if we cry out, Abba, Father, help, he'll be there on it, you know, and help us. We've got to have faith to believe that, though. Okay, so do not be discouraged. Amen. Yes, there are battles, but there are blessings in the battles. Do things according to my plans. I do things according to my plans and my purposes, for I have a way, and it's not always the way of man. So do not get set in a pattern, a way of doing things like you did it before. That's the old way, says the Spirit of God. Okay, now we're going to turn to Hebrews 10. Verses 35 and 36. <clears throat> and this kind of goes along with what I was reading in Romans 8, too, about as far as who we are, okay? It says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Okay, and here he is encouraging us not to cast away our confidence, okay? Because we have great reward. We can have confidence in him. He's saying, don't be discouraged. Have confidence. Don't doubt what I'm doing. I'm here in your midst. I'm moving. Embrace it. Move forward with me. Okay, and so then, um, let's see. Embrace the new. Embrace what my spirit is doing. Embrace what my messengers are sent here to accomplish in this place. Okay, so there's, that's very specific to us. Okay, so there's something specific that God wants to accomplish here in this place. Okay? And one of the things he said, he wants to fill it with new believers. We know that. There's probably people that are going to be healed here. I think that was one of the proclamations. People are going to be healed here. They're going to be saved here because of what God is doing. Okay, so we can expect that to happen. I believe that miracles are going to take place here. We just have to sow into it, okay? We just have to sow into it and not cast away our confidence, okay? We have to, it says you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. 
Now, I believe that we are in a season where we are doing the will of God. We're moving forward, okay? Uh, I was thinking about that proclamation that uh, Karen had last Sunday. You know, she was talking about uh, the children of Israel when they laid down their harps by Babylon and they wept, you know, because they were in captivity and they were longing for their home. And she was asking the Lord what that meant for us. And uh, he, she, what she felt, he said, was that we're to pick up our harps, you know, which means pick up our gifts. We, we're not all musical. Pick up your gifts and sing again and have joy. It's like that song Vic was leading us in this morning about the joy of the Lord. We need to exercise the joy of the Lord and have faith and start, sing our songs again and move forward, okay? Because it's a new season and he's doing a new thing here. Amen? Okay, so embrace the new, embrace what my spirit is doing, embrace what my messengers are sent here to accomplish in this place. For this is my place, this is my land that I have secured for my purposes, for my kingdom, and I will have my way here, says the Spirit of God. Okay, so that doesn't sound like something to doubt. That sounds to me like a, a decree. He's going to have his way here. Okay, so we need to embrace it. God's going to have his way, you know. That's right, he is going to have his way. Okay, let's see the scripture I've written down. Here's Isaiah 55, 55, 8, 9, 10, and 11. And this is a scripture that talks about our thoughts because um, one of the things the Lord was encouraging encouraging us in is that, you know, he has a plan. His way isn't always according to man or according to what we think. About the time that I think God is going to do something, he just pulls the rug out from my, under my feet and does it entirely different, you know. Yeah. Okay, I give up. <laughs> I don't know anything. I know nothing. Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's good to be in that place because as soon as we think we know something, we know nothing, okay? Okay. So Isaiah 55 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and they're not, nor are your ways my ways. Okay, so my ways aren't the Lord's ways. I can accept that, okay? For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Okay? So we have to remember that, because sometimes we might think we know how we're, we're supposed to do something, you know? We need to check in with God. Okay, God. Is this your thought, or is this me, me thinking? This is my own thinking, you know? And sometimes we don't remember to do that. I don't always remember to do that. I'll be honest. But if I do that, things go a lot better with me if I check in with God. Because yeah. sometimes the things I'm thinking are not what God's thinking at all, especially when it has to do with other people. It's easy to um, um, judge other people or think you know what other people are saying. But really, we don't. The only one that can know the heart of man is God. We don't know what's going on. We really don't. And so we have to check in with God. So let's see. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall be my word that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. And void means empty or without fruit. But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Okay, so you're out and about doing whatever you do during the day, your place of business or wherever, and the Lord says, okay, see that person over there? I want you to speak to him. You're like, 
to say? That's probably what I do. Really? <laughs> Check in. Are you sure? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So you speak the word to him. Okay. It's not going to return void. Claim this scripture. This is a real scripture. The word is not going to return void. Okay. It shall prosper. It shall not go back to the Lord void. If we're speaking the word of God to somebody, it's not going to return void. Okay. So we need to remember that because it's easy when you're out there trying to figure out what to say to somebody, wondering if it's going to bear any fruit. Just say whatever the Lord puts on your heart, and it could really be powerful, okay? I was talking to um, uh, somebody the other day and, and uh, a friend, and we were discussing how to hear from the Lord because uh, sometimes you don't know how to hear from the Lord, you know? I remember the first time I ever prophesied. We were living down in Homer at the time, and we, were, we had this church in, in the home. It was pretty casual, you know. Anyway, we had just started it. It was a house meeting. And, and so I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I feel like the Lord say, okay, I want you to prophesy. And I'm like, really? I don't, I don't know how to do that. You know, my knees were shaking, you know, I was like this. So I said, I, I think I might have a word. You know? <laughs> and I thought they'd say, sit down and be quiet. But they didn't. <laughs> Okay, let's hear it. Anyway, so I stood up, and I still remember. My knees were knocking. I'm shaking like this, and I spoke it. I have no idea what I even spoke. Anyway, it was probably something. Who knows what it was? Anyway, it was pretty short, but that was the beginning of my faith. See, I stepped out in faith and said what the Lord told me to do. And then as I grew and became more confident, the Lord gave me more things to say. But if you don't take that first step of faith, you don't really go very far, Okay. And so, and so anyway, I was, uh, I was talking to his friend. I was telling her about how I remember this one meeting years ago we were in, and uh, this, this uh, friend of mine had a word, those meatballs. So she's just, uh, church just said, meatballs. <laughs> you know, and everybody started laughing, you know, because meatballs, really? Meatballs? Well, it turned out this one brother that was there uh, had eaten something the night before and had a really upset stomach and he'd eaten meatballs. So when she said meatballs, he went forward and got prayer and got instantly healed. You know, so you just never know what God's going to do. you got to be faithful to speak that word, whatever it is, you know, that God's telling you, you know, whether it's an unbeliever or whoever, step out in faith and the Lord will follow up. And then another thing that I was telling her about that I remembered was uh, years ago I had this incident that happened with my... Um, mother-in-law who I first met and anyway she was getting used to me I was getting used to her and I was peeling carrots at their house and I still remember it was this is we had this exchange words and it wasn't good so this was years later I'm in a meeting at the depot in Palmer in a glow meeting and this there's all these people and I'm standing in the back and this girl gets up and very haltingly says I have a word for somebody it's carrots and I'm standing way in the back you know I'm thinking uh Somehow that speaks to me, but is that for me, Lord? And my heart started pounding out of my chest. Okay, that's for me. And I ran forward and got prayer, and the Lord healed me of that incident years before. You know, so you just don't know. You know, it might sound solely, totally ridiculous. You might feel like a fool. We're fools for Christ, right? That's what it says. We're fools for Christ. So don't worry about it when you're speaking to somebody, whether it's a believer or unbeliever. Just step out on the water, believe that the Lord's going to be underneath you, and say whatever the Lord speaks to you. It doesn't have to be, you know, some word-for-word -word perfect scripture. You know, might not, you might not even be a scripture. If you have one, that's great, but if you don't, don't worry about it. Just say what the Lord's telling you, and he will follow it up. Amen? 
So anyway, uh, I totally believe that we're in a new season and that uh, God is moving us forward. And I'm just excited about what God's doing here. I think we're going to see a great harvest, and it's going to take all of us. We're all sons and daughters of God. Amen? We're sons and daughters of God. Okay, so we're not going to lose confidence. We're going to be bold and do what the Lord tells us to do, even if it's not something we ever did before. I really don't like doing things I've never done before. Ugh, I don't like that. I like to have solid ground that I know where I'm walking, you know? No surprises. That's not the way God works. <laughs> Sorry, but that's not the way he works. Anyway, we have to be obedient to what the Lord is telling us to do. And uh, one of the things that I'm preparing to do, and every year I ask the Lord about this, because it's not something that I necessarily like to do. I do it because I believe the Lord has called me to do it. And that is going down to Juneau to be a chaplain for the legislature. Every year, it is an incredible challenge. Every year, I have intense spiritual warfare. It's not something like, yay, I'm going to Juneau. Every year, I ask him, really? Am I supposed to go again? <laughs> you know? And if he says yes, I go. And it's interesting because, now this is something I believe the Lord's speaking to me to tell you this. You need to be aware of because sometimes, and this is where we need discernment. The Lord said we're a discerning church. To discern, you've got to hear from God. Sometimes, things that people tell you, believing brothers and sisters, you know, maybe they think they know what's right for you. You know what? Only God knows your heart, okay? And only God knows what you're supposed to do. Somebody might have a clue, but they might not. Okay, so you can't listen to what other people say. If I listened to what other people said, I'd probably never go to Juno. You know, and so I have to battle that every year. Like uh, this year, for instance, already there's been two people, believers, people I know that have come to me and said, well, this person down there is just horrible, and this is what they do, and this is how they do it. I even want to talk to them uh, because God told me to, yeah. you know, because God told me to. One man passed away, I believe it was, was the last session, the session before. He was a Jewish man. And most people, he would not even let it in his office. Well, God told me to go and speak to him. So I thought, okay, I'll go, Lord. I don't think he's going to see me. So I went in, and his front desk person said, he doesn't have time to talk to you. Who do you think you are? And I said, well, I just want to pray for him. Oh. You know, that kind of shakes people up. <laughs> you bring God into the situation, they kind of get a little bit of fear. So he saw me, and he was really dealing with a lot of heart issues at the time. And... Uh, he was very fearful. And so I asked him if I could pray for him. And I did. And the Spirit of God infiltrated that office. And he got so touched by God. He said, are you giving the invocation today? I said, no, they've got, you know, one of the Catholic priests is in town. I think it was the archbishop. And he's already gone. It doesn't matter. You need to speak. So he grabs me by the arm, hauls me up to the to the se secretary's office of the house, says, this lady needs to speak, and I'm behind, behind him going, I already talked to you, it's okay. <laughs> I know, I, I, so, I just felt really embarrassed. Anyway, and uh, anyway, she said, the archbishop is speaking today, thank you, which I didn't care, you know. But anyway, see, that's just the way the Lord touches people. This guy was a Jewish man. He was a Democrat. He, was, he didn't believe in the Lord. But something happened that day, and the following year, he had a heart attack and died. Now, I explained to him how to get saved, and I believe that the Lord sent me there for that purpose, because he is now gone. I believe he's in heaven. He had an encounter with God. If I would have listened to what all my Christian friends said, 
and not gone there, that would not have happened. Okay, that would not have happened. So we have to be led of the Spirit and not, not, be, um, not be moved by what naysayers say because they could totally thwart you from the plan of God. Anyway, so I'm going back, you know, I'm not overly excited, but I'm going to do what God calls me to do. I have no idea where I'm staying. The place where I usually stay is not available. I know. I don't know how I'm getting from one place to the other. You know, sometimes I know it, sometimes I don't. This time I don't have a clue. You know, I have a broken arm. I'm just getting my cast. I'm thinking, really? Okay, whatever. Anyway, I'm going to do it. But, you know, I don't know. And some of these people that this friend of mine spoke to me about, I may be supposed to go and speak to them, you know. They were telling me how awful they were and how could somebody like that be in the legislature and who do they think they are and blah, blah, blah. I thought, okay, whatever. You know, that's great, you know. Anyway, the, the other thing I wanted to tell you about, this, this was powerful because this was something that was actually uh, in the media. I was reading, it's really important that we read the paper and keep up on things because the Lord might want to speak to you something out of there. Anyway, I was reading in the newspaper, this was a couple years ago, about this um, one legislator and how she was just getting just slammed up one side and down the other by this person who is supposedly a believer. I could not believe it. Well, I do believe it because I know that happens. Anyway, I was really upset. So I thought, I'm going to go see her. <laughs> so when I, when I was talking to my prayer group that I have down there about, one of the ladies from Juno rose up and said, you can't go see her. I know her life and she's doing this and she's doing that. I just looked at her and said, you know what? If that's how you think, there's the door. That's not what our prayer group is about. So she left. <laughs> I said, I am going to go see her. So they prayed for me. I went and saw this lady, and she wasn't going to see me. She gave me five minutes, five minutes. I thought, God, what can I do in five minutes? Anyway, so I went in. I thought, okay, I'm going to pray. So I said, I just want to pray for you. So I took her hands. I didn't know what she believed. Held her hands and prayed. I was afraid to open my eyes. Opened my eyes, and tears are streaming down her face. She's bawling, you know, because the Spirit of God touched her. And then I looked at her and I said, you know what? I don't know why the person that spoke out of God's student in the paper did, but that is not the God that I serve, and that is not who God is, and that is not the way he works. Anyway, she cried more, and she said, there was this Jewish man that gave the invocation day, and he said, none of us can know God unless we're Jews. I said, that's not true. That is not true. You can know the Lord right now if you want to, you know. I said, and what that person did spoke out against you was totally a, a, a shame. That is not what God does. God does not slay people publicly like that. He loves you. He loves you, you know. It was amazing. So, so the next day she's up, she was sitting on the, she's not in the legislature anymore. She retired, but she was up sitting on the front row, and she turned around and looked at me and went like this. Thank you, thank you. I thought, oh, God, this is what it's all about. You know, this is what it's all about, setting the record straight. So I'm telling you that because you may have situations like that in your lives. Okay, different situations you've encountered. Maybe the Lord's asking you to do something. You have friends are saying, telling you, don't do that. Don't speak to that person. They're evil. Don't listen to them. If God is calling you to do something, what he says is more important than what even your best friend says. You know that? It's true. It is absolutely true. Because your best friend may not know what God is about to do in that person's life. You know, I have no idea if this Jewish woman came to know the Lord or not. I believe she did because she told me her mother was also praying for her. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was probably an answer to her mother's prayer. But anyway, you never know what God's going to do. You just don't know. And you don't know if the person standing behind you is, beside you is going to be alive tomorrow. He may be somebody that doesn't know the Lord. If he doesn't come to know the Lord, he's going to hell. 
He's going to hell, okay, unless you speak to him. So, amen. That's what I have. Be encouraged. The Lord is with us. Remember, his thoughts are higher than ours. And who are we? Sons and daughters of God. Amen. We're led of the Spirit. Are we led of the Spirit? Let's hear it. Led of the Spirit. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Amen. That's what I have for you. Embrace the word for the year and be encouraged. The Lord is with us. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.